There once was a king in a land far away who was very friendly to the Jews. One of his best friends was the Rav of the community. The king admired the Rav for his wisdom, his learning, his kindness, and his humility. These were virtues he did not find amongst very many people in his court. The king enjoyed spending time with the rabbi, discussing matters of importance and general interest. And when the king had any problem or any decision to make, he would ask the rabbi's advice, and when he followed it, he found he never had any cause to regret doing so. Everything would have been just fine, except the king had a prime minister who was not friendly to the Jews and was very jealous of the friendship that the king and the rabbi enjoyed. One day, the prime minister asked the king about this friendship. Why shouldn't I be friends with the rabbi, replied the king. He's very wise. He's very learned. There's nothing but kindness and fear of Hashem in his heart. And he's very loyal to me and wishes me well at every opportunity. He deserves my friendship, don't you think? The prime minister had a response prepared. What if I could prove to your majesty that the rabbi is not as friendly to you as he pretends to be, and that behind your majesty's back he will break your laws and he will speak unkindly of you? Really? said the king. I doubt very much if you would be able to prove that. If you do, well then I will know how to deal with the rabbi. But if you can't prove your reckless accusation, then I will certainly know how to deal with you. So how do you propose to prove that what you're saying is true? asked the king. Very simple, your majesty. Soon the Jews will begin to celebrate their Passover festival. On the first two nights of their festival, they have a special meal called a Seder, where they drink four cups of wine. So important is wine for the Seder that a Jew will sell everything they have to be able to afford their four cups of wine. Your Majesty, I propose that you command the rabbi to tell the Jews that nobody, not even the rabbi himself, will drink any wine at the Seder. Then you will see if the rabbi and the other Jews carry out your order. And if they do, you will hear what they have to say about your majesty. But how would we know? asked the king. Well, replied the prime minister, I know that the rabbi often invites visitors and guests from out of town to his house to join him at the Seder. If we disguise ourselves we will easily be able to join the crowd at the rabbi's house and we will witness the entire Seder. Okay, replied the king, but I'm warning you again, you're playing with your own head. It's my head against the rabbis, said the prime minister. The next day, the king sent for his dear friend the rabbi and said, Rabbi, I command you to tell the Jews that no one, not even you, my friend, will drink any wine at the Seder on the penalty of death. The rabbi was shocked. Your majesty, what is this all about? The king replied, This is my will and my command. Do you agree? Yes, your majesty, replied the rabbi. 
your command will be fulfilled. The rabbi went home and wrote a special letter which he sent out to all the Jews in the city. By order of the king, Jews are forbidden to drink wine at the Seder this year. Except for the wine, the Seder should be celebrated in the usual way and with the usual simcha and inspiration. Each time that the Haggadah calls for a cup of wine to be drunk, you should lift an empty cup and recite the following. Rebbeinah shel Eilam, it is revealed and known to you that we sincerely desire to do your will, but the king has forbidden us to drink wine tonight on penalty of death. Since, according to the Holy Taira, the saving of life, pikuach nefesh, would push aside the mitzvah of the Arba Kaisais, we ask your forgiveness for not drinking wine tonight. On the first night of Passover, at the rabbi's house, the table was set for the Seder. At each place was a Seder plate with matzah, maror, and the other items, including clean wine glasses and cups and bottles filled with red wine. Soon the room filled with people who seated themselves around the table. Among them were two strangers, dressed poorly like the others, but since they were strangers, nobody paid any particular attention to them. Certainly it did not occur to anyone that those two were none other than the king and his prime minister on their mission to spy on the rabbi and the community. Soon the rabbi entered. Everyone rose. He seated himself at the head of the table and greeted everybody with a hearty good yontif, good yontif. The first order in the Seder is, of course, Kaddish, to make Kiddush on the first of the four cups of wine. The rabbi reminded everyone of the king's decree. He told them to lift up an empty wine glass and recite after him the tefillah that he had written for this occasion. Everyone faithfully followed the rabbi's instructions, and the wine bottles on the table were left unopened and untouched. Except for the wine, the Seder was followed as joyously and with as much inspiration as ever before. The king and the prime minister sat through the entire Seder and heard the same prayer repeated four times. Everyone, including the king, enjoyed the Seder meal. Everybody except one person, the unhappy prime minister. When the Seder was over, the king and his prime minister left the rabbi's house together. When they arrived at the gate of the palace, the king looked at the prime minister and said, Make sure you appear before me tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. With a glum expression, the prime minister headed home. The following morning, the king sent a messenger to the rabbi asking him to also appear at the palace at 2 p.m. At the appointed time, The rabbi and the prime minister met at the gate of the palace, and both were brought into the throne room. Turning to the rabbi, the king said, Worthy rabbi, you're unaware of this, but my prime minister and I attended your seder last night. We were in disguise. We came to see if you would indeed follow my ban on drinking wine at the seder. My prime minister had bet that you would not fulfill my order, but you did. 
and I am happy that you did. I sincerely regret having caused you and all of the Jews the unnecessary heartache of interfering with your Seder celebration. But the Prime Minister will pay. I place his fate in your hands. Choose any kind of punishment for him, and it will be done. Your Majesty, replied the rabbi, ever since we lost our Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim, no rabbinical court is authorized to pronounce a capital sentence on anyone. In that case, said the king, I will pronounce his sentence. He will be banished from my country forever. Then the king told the rabbi that the command to not drink wine at the Seder is lifted. The rabbi should now make it known to all the Jews that they could again drink all the wine they wanted. The news spread quickly amongst the Jews and was received with great joy. The second Seder was celebrated with the four cups of wine and with deep gratitude to Hashem. In celebration of the miracles and wonders of Yetzias Mitzrayim, but also of the miracle that happened to them in getting rid of their cruel enemy, the Prime Minister. It was the happiest Pesach that they had ever seen. Thank you.